Heidi Green Terrace is filmed in front of a live studio audience. massaging my belly with oils you know <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah otter's pretty cute for those of you not watching at home my cat otter is in the room with us also i don't know if you can hear it over the airwaves but i am wearing glasses tonight will you tell me earlier what your logic was behind putting tuna on the cat <laughs> um so <laughs> my cat doesn't really groom herself that much so I put some tuna on her back and I got her to lick her back some and, and her back's looking nice and shiny now, but she does have a slight hint of dill weed. <laughs> I'm still just trying to figure out, you know, most people would give their cat a bath, rinse it off. No, I'm just having fun here, man. You know, how did you arrive at tuna? Putting tuna she, on your cat. If there's one thing that she goes apeshit for, it's tuna fish. Like, yeah. If I put wet food on her back, she'd probably be like, that's too bad that there's wet food on my back. But like I, I put tuna on her back and she ate all the tuna on her back and her back's looking really <laughs> shiny now. It wasn't looking that like it's looking better. You know, she's got a lot of work. To that do. sounds so disrespectful, man. I just putting tuna on your cat earlier. <laughs> you, you think it's this? I mean, this is a creature that has very doesn't really respect my boundaries at all you know so i feel like i can no i don't know i i feel like i, I can know. rub some tuna fish on her back if she can just come up to me at any point in the middle of the night and just fucking lay on top of whatever part of my body she wants and so i could put a little tuna fish on otter's back and i think that's okay I don't know, man. I think it's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> and I'm glad we had the chance to talk it out and just let you explain yourself. Um, she just looks so sad when she had the tune on her back. Yeah, she's happy to be eating it off. Yeah, but I, I figured I would just get her to groom herself on her mm-hmm. back because right. I don't think she does it. I see Scratchy. He, he does that like... Those of you cat owners at home, mm-hmm. he just turns around. And just, uh, uh, yeah, he's just, going just, to town all the time. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. him. He's popping into my room, and getting he, on my bed, licking his butthole. He's cleaning all over. I respect that. He's a shiny motherfucker, man. He's, yeah. And this one, Otter, she just looks, you know, say scraggly, mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. is the word. Scraggly. Scraggly. Well, but she's fine now. I'm sorry if that, uh, you know, weirded you out a little bit. I was just having some fun. I put some tuna fish on my cat's back. Yeah, I'm not weirded out. I just want other people to know more. what you're doing. I just need other people to know. and under- I was a fucking call animal control because I'm a fucking animal and I need <laughs> to be controlled. Oh, man. I'll never look at a can of tuna the same way again. So anyway, so as far as I can remember, literally this whole time, I've been Nick Salgo. And I've been Justin Thompson. And I I don't think that's ever been like mm-hmm. you can't argue with that you know yeah it's just one of those universal truths like gravity so anyway I'm Justin Thompson and I'm Nick Salgo one two three welcome, welcome to, to Hetty Green, Green Terrace. Terrace hey what's up Hetty Green fam how y'all doing woo doing well woo. oh man great how you doing Milwaukee woo. we took an audience from. I was watching the band live in the studio. 
<laughs> and we're like, hey, come watch us do this podcast, all right? You really want to see some lightning yeah. crash? Get the hell over here. You know that band Live? I actually don't know if I know any of their songs. Lightning crashes is their, like, their song. I instantly just think of Creed when I think of Live. Yeah, when I think of Live, I think of, I'd rather be seeing Creed Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so Meatloaf died. Well, yeah, rest in peace, Meatloaf. It was weird because I ate meatloaf at one point this week. So I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel responsible. Mm-hmm. So sorry to meatloaf's family Yeah, that I ate meatloaf for the first time in like probably like five years this week. And then like the, like the next day, meatloaf died. It was really. And, and I think we're going to see meatloaf. I've, I've been feeling guilty all day. I've just been like pacing around. I mean, I've been crushing it, mm-hmm. you know. Just nothing but excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I did feel a slight sense of guilt. The conscious comes back to you, huh? I guess it could be all So you're going to be eating vegetarian for a little bit now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Justin and I, we kind of have like, you know, we're pretty fluid when it comes to solid food. Yeah. We'll like fuck with some vegan food, but you know. Look, I'm, I will eat vegan food, but I'm not an asshole about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll, at home, I'll keep it pretty vegetarian. I don't like to cook meat. So when I make food for myself, it's mostly vegetarian and vegan. But when I'm out in the world, whatever, give me the good stuff. Yeah, when I sit at your table, I want to eat what you eat. And I hope that the same goes for you when you come to my home. Because mm-hmm. that's just kind of what makes this world so great. That's what makes... That's what we're here talking about right now. We're talking about this show, The Simpsons, which is so much of the world. And just mm-hmm. how we're all interacting and all of our hopes and dreams where they all come to... Yeah, it, all, it comes together and it all connects with people. And I, someone earlier today was asking me about my podcast and I say, oh, well, Teddy Green Terrace. It's a podcast about The Simpsons and everything else. And he just lit up. He's like, oh, The Simpsons. It's like the Nostradamus of comedy. Oh, brilliant. I'm like, yeah, you get it already. You, you see the excitement we have and what we want to share. Yeah, it's really uh, quite remarkable. Nick, you might be wondering why I brought you here today. Well, I, I, I was like thinking about it and I don't know if I ever really agreed to do a Simpsons podcast. You know, you just put the microphone in front of my face and you're like, talk about the Simpsons. And I was like, yeah, we just got done watching an episode and you were gearing up to go on a big rant. And I'm like, hold that thought. Yeah. I'll have these big moments where, you know, I just finished watching a Simpsons episode and I'm kind of like, uh, Mel Gibson and Braveheart. You You're know, about to say when I, when something I talk mean about, about Jews. <laughs> something no. really anti-Semitic. No. God. <laughs> I, I could do the whole speech from Braveheart. From memory? Yeah, I know that whole line. All right. Well, now you got to. Fuck. I really put myself on the spot. Yeah. You're like, I could do it. And if you don't get it right, I don't know the movie well enough to call you on it. Ah, uh, man. All right. Hang on. Give me, Give me one second. All right. All right. The actor undergoes a process to prepare. Nick's getting ready right now, taking a sip of White Claw, sparking it up. <laughs> I fight and you may die. Run and you'll live, at least for a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, wouldn't you be willing to give all the days from this day to that to come back here and tell the enemy that they may take our lives? But they'll never take our freedom! 
Oh wow! Somebody yeah. get this guy an Academy Award over here. That was um yeah that's uh I, yeah I know that nothing it's just all in it's got me out of sobriety tests you know the yeah. cops is like oh yeah you know <laughs> yeah I need you to uh, touch your finger to your nose and recite the speech from Braveheart can you do that <laughs> yeah all right you're free Easy. to go yeah you're good to go yeah uh but Nick I did I have an exciting announcement for you and I wanted to wait till we were recording to let you know this but we might be going to New Zealand oh really yeah me and you really yeah how's that well uh someone hit up the email address there's an email and it was an invitation to apply for a new reality uh game show filming in australia and uh yeah so it asked for teams of two it's going to be on the discovery channel can't say the name because i forgot when do when are we leaving tentatively filming march through may 2022 (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to be on a reality show? Yes. We're going to be out there in the beauty of New Zealand, fucking Lord of the Rings, up in the Shire, trying to win 100000 New Zealand dollars. In US currency, it's only 65000 <laughs> And then after taxes and after we split it, we, we might net 20 k each <laughs> but I've signed us up. They said in two to three weeks, they're going to contact us for a Zoom interview. And I just want to know if you're ready. It, oh, also on the application, it asked if uh, I had any special skills. So I wrote improvisation. And then under, you know, it asked me who my teammate would be. So I, you know, put in, you know, you. And it asked if you had any special skills. And I said, I don't know. Let me ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think are the special skills that would help us make it through the New Zealand wilderness to solve uh, puzzles, avoid uh, being tracked down, and win the game? I got some pretty hairy feet i got some hairy toes dude that's a big asset in new zealand <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen lord of the rings <laughs> I, i've got a, an elijah wood <laughs> <laughs> all right well when they email me back i'll let them know that you got your- i got this frodo <laughs> what do you think of that mm-hmm. what's up everybody well, yeah welcome to hetty green terrace we're tonight it is tonight yeah, it's a January. cold night in January. Cold night in January. Yard. It's Friday night. It's lit. Are you lit? Yeah, we're getting lit up in here. Uh, straight up. So today we're going to be talking about a season two episode. It's called Brush with Greatness. It is the 18th episode of season two, and it aired on April 11th. 1991. That's right. This episode was written by Brian K. Roberts and directed by Jim Reardon. 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 So the episode is Marge. <laughs> no. All right. So that episode- came out in April. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, April. I just I, said it. <laughs> oh, sorry, my mistake. I tried looking up current events for April 91. Uh, nothing good really happening. I guess they were pulling out of. Yeah, so the military was, do, you know, evacuating oh. places. Hang on, you gonna ask Jeeves? Yeah. So I told the Term- Discovery Terminator Channel. Two came out July first, nineteen ninety one. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> close enough. Yeah, close enough. If you needed to know anything about what happened in nineteen ninety one, Terminator Two came out. Mm-hmm. Thelma and Louise came out, mm-hmm. and Hook, a real classic favorite great of our generation yeah uh great um, year of dustin film. hoffman as hook and uh-huh. uh bob hoskins who obviously should have played wait no no he bob hoskins that's me 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Robin Williams. Oh, right. Oh, God, that guy. Yeah. Oh, we love him. Anyway. Anyway, so 91, great year. Remember when Bob Hoskins was Mario? Oh, my God. Is it Mario or Mario? Well, you're from New York, so you say Mario. I'm from the South. We say Mario. Yeah. Uh, The only other people I know who say Mario are people who are Italian or happen to grow up here. Hey, Matt, I know people are like, you're from Brooklyn. How come I don't hear a Brooklyn accent? And I'm like, what are you getting at here? Like, what are you getting at? What are you trying to say? (laughs) You're phony, man. You're a poser, dude. You just expect me to, what, you just, you want to go to the store? We got to go outside? You want to talk about it? So this episode has a chalkboard that says, I will not hide behind the Fifth Amendment, the couch gag. Simpsons run to the living room. Homer sits on the left and the couch tips up on its side. The family all stays in place, but Maggie falls off the couch and lands on a cushion sitting on the floor. And everyone's just kind of hanging out, like still beside each other in the row. Sideways. Sideways. Great. We love it. Great opening. It's cute. Season two. Wow. Yeah. Season two. And going to tell you now, huge guest for the show, Ringo Starr. Wow. Even bigger guest voice, John Lovitz. (laughs) (laughs) The other, the fifth Beatle. (laughs) (laughs) John Lovitz, who would later uh, make an appearance on The Simpsons in the infamous Critic crossover episode. Maybe we'll cover that one day. Yeah. Because there are a lot of really good episodes of this show called The Simpsons. I don't know. Um, Yeah. We've got like four down, like a hundred to go. It really is something to really think about this kind of cult phenomenon that is The Simpsons, you know? Right. And, you know, they didn't expect it to be much of a hit, but it was successful in the first season, was a big hit already. And then now going into the second season, they were able to use that to kind of start pulling in some big guests. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got and they got fucking Ringo, the first Mm -hmm. of the three Beatles that would appear on the show. And there's a lot of stuff just even from the first and second season that really made it into just like iconic moments of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. You see it on a lot of memes. This episode definitely has a few moments yeah. that, that you see come up in Simpsons memes and just kind of icon. We'll, we'll get into what those moments are. We'll get we into the nitty gritty. Yeah. There's uh, some fun little bits in here. So anyway, the episode opens and we're at Mount Splashmore and Krusty the clown is doing, I guess like a live advertisement yeah. Poor Mount Splashmore, he's in front of a crowd of kids. He's talking about Mount Splashmore is a water park, if you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, they say it's the most fun water entertainment facility in, in the, Springfield. In the tri-state in area the tri-state or something area. like that. Which, again, very low bar, right? Yeah, so Krusty's there. They're filming a special week uh, live on location. He's talking about, like, kind of just talking about how much he loves Mount Splashmore. Yeah. It's making apparent, it apparent that they really pampered Krusty to be yeah. there. And yeah, Krusty comes out. He's got a he's Hawaiian talking, shirt on yeah, and a lay. And he's eating. saying how they've been throwing food at him and every kid better come hang out this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so Krusty's, you know, kind of a shill here. So Krusty says, everyone, it's time to croon with Krusty. They do this song. We then see that Bart and Lisa are watching yeah. this commercial. Bart and Lisa are at home. They're watching it and... You know, they totally buy in. This, I think they say something like how like life didn't think life could be so great or something like that. Oh, he's like, it's been a good week, huh, Lisa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they want to go to Mount Splashmore. 
on TV, the kids are singing, like, I want to go to Mount Splashmore, take me there now. And just kind of repeating that over take and over me, and take over. Take me, take me, take me now. No, 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 take me. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. it's like pretty, it's interesting. Yeah, they just really drive it home and, and it works. And the kids say it works. And then they immediately. So, so they do this little mind trick on Homer. Yeah, they go find Homer. I guess he's. They're watching the show on the couch, and no, then when he, they later no, find well, him? they go find him on the living room couch. Okay, they go into the living room. He's laying on the couch in the living Where room. Where were they watching the show at? In the TV room. Gotcha. Do you know the layout of the Simpsons home? I can talk. We can talk about this right now. We can talk about so it. So you walk in. Uh huh. Straight ahead is the stairs. Uh, slightly to the left would be the. I don't know. It's funny because sometimes that's a closet, and I think I want to say that it's been. The basement? No, it might have always been a closet because the basement entrance is in the kitchen. But if you go to the right, when you first walk in, that's the dining room. And then if you walk straight up, you get to the kitchen, you make a right, you get into the basement, starting back at the front of the house, make a left. That's the living room. And then walk straight up on the left side. You will walk into the TV room. And from the TV room, you have the door that leads to the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then if you go upstairs, all the way to the left is Homer and Marge's rooms. And I think going down to the right, I want to say it's Maggie, Lisa, Bart. But you know what? I'm not 100% on that. Wow, pretty great. Uh, and there's a bathroom, the, the kid's bathroom. But right. Homer and Marge have a bathroom in there. Feel free to write into the show and let me yeah, know. Yeah, let me know if you're the blueprint. If you have the blueprint of the Simpsons house and you can help us better figure out this layout. The kids find Homer on the couch. He's sleeping. And then they ask, will you take us to Mount Splashmore? And they keep repeating it. And this is kind of, this is one of the iconic scenes from this episode. Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Will you take us? No. 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 And then they ask him, you know, they see him on the couch. Then they're following him in the hallway. On the second floor. Uh huh. And then they're at the dinner table and they're asking him again. Eating pork chops and peas. And then they're back in the living room. He's drinking a beer that's not a duff. Well, you know, he's watching TV and drinking a beer. Right. That's what I mean. That's the, the living room. All right. They're in the living room. Oh, they're in the, the TV room. The yeah. living room's a different room. All right. Okay. It's parallel to the dining room have you ever watched this show (laughs) i mean come on man now they're in the tv room and he's got a beer that's not a duff i can't believe you have a simpsons podcast (laughs) living room and tv room sorry to use these interchangeably i i just really didn't know all right so so they go from the tv room (laughs) there bart and lisa are in in the shower or they're out on the outside of the of the shower while Homer's trying to shower. Say, mm-hmm. you take us to Mount Splashmore? Will you take us to Mount Splashmore? Will you take us to... No. And then he's in bed trying to go to sleep. You take us to Mount Splashmore? I think Marge is like trying to fall asleep, but she's like smiling. She like yeah. thinks it's cute. Mm-hmm. And then he asks, if I agree to take you, will you just shut up? And they're like, and, yeah. And they're like, then they ask one more time, will you take us to Mount Splashmore? <laughs> yeah. So they get their way after... At saying, least 15 times. Yeah, they've been saying, will you take us about Splashmore a lot, probably all day. Yeah, we lost count. So now we see the family in the car. Marge is in the front in her little swimsuit, looking cute. You know what I got to say? Oh, uh, yeah, got to always acknowledge it. Marge is a cutie. 
Homer is squeezing on his little shorts up in the bedroom, and they've got like the, the kind of like the poison ick face on the the ass of his little swim shorts. Right, it's like supposed to be a smiley face. Right, yeah, but you remember that little green face with the tongue out? See that when you were a kid, the little ick face that they put on things so you know it's, it's poison. Yeah, ick. I don't know. I'm guessing that's what it's called. That's what I remember it. Uh, I don't remember that. Mr. Yuck. Sorry. Mr. Yuck. Yeah. Let's take a look here. You recognize this guy from anywhere? No. No? You don't remember that from your childhood? <laughs> you weren't. It says Pittsburgh on it. It's, But still, he's the thing in the center. This is just the first logo that I pulled up on. Hey, you listening at home, do you remember this? You guys remember Mr. Yuck? Dude, they took... Do you hear them? They said no. All right. Sorry, you guys. Hey, you guys here in the live studio audience. <laughs> they're, they're starting to boo us. They're, we're too cool for them. All right. So Mr. Yuck was originated by the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh and then became a national figure to help children avoid poison. That's what the ass of his swim trunks look like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Does that? I think that's what they're referencing. I'm saying toxic waste coming out of there. (laughs) Yeah. To help children learn to avoid ingesting poisons, Mr. Yuck was conceived by Dr. Richard Moriarty, a pediatrician and clinical professor pediatrics at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. You talk to me like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm the only one who remembers Mr. Yuck. Make sure those crazy pills don't have a Mr. Yuck (laughs) sticker on them. (laughs) And Homer squeezes on his little shorts, makes his way back to the car. And Marge says, they don't leave much to the imagination. They get to Mount Splashmore. There's long lines everywhere. Uh-huh. It's really crowded. Over the loudspeaker, they say, challenge the raging waters of death. Dare to discover what water is really made of. We see long lines. It's also fun. I love that you see Homer walking around without his shirt, and you see that his tan lines. Like He's got like a wife beater tan. Yeah, yeah. He's looking all weird in this episode. Bart and Lisa... Um, get in line this one line for this water slide and it's super long and Bart tells lisa to like work her yeah. magic like yeah they're in line to go to h2o and they turn the corner and see the line and people are zigzagging all around and it's this is apparently a reference to the mc escher lithograph titled ascending and descending and bart tells lisa to turn on the waterworks and uh lisa says i want my mommy and just pretends to cry and yeah and they kind of creep their way up to the front Mm -hmm. then we see homer at another part of the park he's trying to creep his way to the front line and he's saying he's the slide inspector oh yeah yeah yeah. so it is pretty funny that they both had the same idea just different approaches yeah yeah and he's saying watch out i'm here for your safety did you do water parks as a kid not really that much i watched that documentary about Action Park in New Jersey? Yeah. I know some people that went there when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of weird. <laughs> and it changed them forever. Yeah. I could see how that place is like, yeah, you don't want to go there. Oh, man. Uh, when I was a kid, I you know, I grew up in South Carolina. So every summer, we'd vacation to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and Which, again, I say Myrtle Beach is just South Carolina's Atlantic City. There's a kinship between South Carolina and New Jersey that I can't even fully explain and understand. But I hear people talk about Jersey. And I'm like, I get it. I know. I know what you're like. You so know. is like a Myrtle? Is that just like a turtle that likes heavy metal music? Yeah, a metal turtle. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I thought. 
Yeah, so I grew up going to Myrtle Beach. And also, I think I did remember this. Maybe part of the reason I feel this kinship to New Jersey is Springsteen wrote a song about where I'm from. Oh, really? What town? It, well, the song's Darlington County. Oh, uh, yeah. That's where I grew up. It's on the Born in the USA album. And it's like, Darlington County. You never told me this. Darlington County. And he just says Darlington County over and over in the chorus, like a lot of his songs. Yeah, and this song's about. So it's not a very good song? Yeah, I said it was Springsteen. Fucking Born to Run, man. Yeah. Dancing in the Dark. I know. It's not one of his good songs. 10th Avenue Freeze Out. So there's a song about him and his buddy going down the drive. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Ah, all right, that's a great one. All right, I just proved you wrong. There, that was like at least ten great songs right there. Well, Darling the County isn't one of them. It's about him and his buddy going out there looking for a good time, and I think his friend gets arrested for trying to pick up a prostitute. Anyway, that's a run well, from. I'm sorry that. Bruce Springsteen didn't write a good song about the. That's the most damning that, thing. But Bruce Springsteen wrote a great song about the town that I was born in. It goes like. So Bruce Springsteen wrote this song. It was like, no, no, sleep, sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He wrote, he wrote, all, he wrote so many good ones. Yeah. Well, growing up, I didn't have Mount Splashmore, but I had wild water and wheels. <laughs> it was a water park with fucking go-karts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I, I've been to them. Yeah. But it wasn't like a thing every year. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Every now and then. Oh, my God. I just remembered probably my earliest memory of really being on stage. I'm at this water park and they have, you know, the big uh, wave pool where you have inner tubes and you're waiting around and everyone's pissed. And then like every 10 minutes, the waves shake the whole thing up. Anyway, one time when I was there, they had karaoke and I (laughs) performed on the stage in front of the wave pool and I sang All Star by Smash Mouth. Really? Yeah. Wow. It all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't even realize that, man. I didn't realize it either. You're learning so much about me. The Springsteen thing, the Smash Mouth. I mean, that song. Springsteen and Smash Mouth. That song oh. came out, what, 99? So I was probably like 10, 11 years old. And I've been ruined ever since. Did you really get into all the inflections of the... Somebody wants to tell me. Well, like, I, I told you, know. you, I was still learning. I was probably somebody wants to tell me. Uh, you know, I was a kid. kid. You know, it was before I hit pubis. Yeah, I would just try to. That guy's got such a weird voice. All right, what what song would you sing for karaoke in front of a water park when you're ten years old? W A P, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wet ass park. <laughs> yeah, this water ass park. <laughs> <laughs> all right so homer and bart uh are sliding around slip sliding away one might say and bart says bitchin which is like pretty weird right pretty cool like yeah and really cool i think that that might be the line that made laura bush hate the show right yeah she said it was the stupidest thing she's ever seen yeah keep going down water side saying bitchin yeah all right this isn't one of the more highbrow episodes, but there are some elements and we'll get there. Yeah. So then Homer gets stuck, stuck in the water slide because he's too fat. Oh, and before Homer gets in the slide, there's a there's a lifeguard at the top of the slide and the sign beside him says, stop. If you have athlete's foot, 
impetigo, or a yeast infection. Oh, wow. Then Homer gets stuck in the slide, and we see the security officers looking at a screen, and it has like a digital kind of radar of the slide, like a map. And it says, looks like there's a jam in the Delta sector. It's too big to be human. Send down a few kids. That should dislodge it. <laughs> yeah. Season two. Here we are. Episode five of our show. Yeah, episode five of our show. So it made sense. What We haven't covered a season two episode yet. We had to go back and pick one. Yeah. Because you got to bounce all around, you know, like we're talking like, you know, like, uh, you know, like season one through ten. But they're all really good. Yeah, yeah, and we've had friends reaching out and listeners reaching out saying that it's finally got them to check out the show and listen. And I think that's really sick. So thank you. If you're listening to this right now, wow, thank you so much. That's And if, we, if you're listening to this and you haven't really watched The Simpsons and because you're listening to these two idiots ramble about it, that gets you to actually watch it, that's pretty sick. So <laughs> Thanks a lot. Alrighty. So then we cut to The Simpsons are at home. And when they're watching the news showing the story of how Homer, Homer got caught lodged in the slide. Yeah, and I think when Homer's fatness is on that town TV, Springfield local news, I guess. Yeah, be. several channels. He flips the channel and another channels cover it. Mm-hmm. They say they estimate his weight between 300 and 500 pounds. Is that <laughs> yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So and now he realizes that he needs to lose some weight w- And then they flip the channel again And they're interviewing Krusty And he's like wiping his head And his makeup's coming off And you know he's saying that the slide's perfectly safe But also I uh, just wanted to point out The way the makeup is coming off of his face here You kind of see that he looks more like Homer The similarity comes out But this is also a reference to Batman from 1989 Directed, mm-hmm. by, directed by Tim Burton mm-hmm. With the Joker you know, removing his makeup Does that make sense? Yeah all right, I looked Maybe this up. That was a good episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Batman, nineteen eighty nine, directed by Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, uh, underrated. Maybe if you, if fans want to write in and ask us to do that one. Yeah, we'll cover we'll cover uh, a Tim Burton movie as an episode. Yeah. Who cares? What are the rules? How would you feel if we released an episode not about The Simpsons? Dude, I'm feeling episode five right now. You know, I'm starting to really like you know. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah, dude, you're unleashed. Yeah. Nicholas is uncaged right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's on the prowl. You gonna take a break? Yeah. All right. Yeah, man, so we're gonna go to fucking New Zealand. <laughs> uh, shrimp on the baby. <laughs> I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> Homer decides he's going to do something about his weight. He uh-huh. says, with God as my witness, I'll always be hungry again. Which is a reference to Gone with the Wind. Just so you know. He asks his kids, he asks the family, he's like, am I just a little bit overweight? And uh, forgive us, Dad, but it takes time to properly sugarcoat a response. <laughs> and then you see the first of three times he steps on the scale. You know, it's like one of the old-fashioned scales with a little rotating dial that shows the number. It goes all the way up to 437, down to 55, and then up to 300-something, down to 150, and then up. And he's like, oh, my God, it's 260 pounds. So he decides to do something. And he takes Bart up in the attic to look for his old exercise equipment. And then they end up stumbling upon some paintings of Ringo Starr. Bart's like, who's the mop top with the schnoz? 
Homer says it's Ringo Starr. Yeah, your yeah your mother painted this. It's Ringo Starr. And then they flip behind that is another painting of Ringo Starr, and then another painting of Ringo Starr. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Hey, wait a minute!" And then finally, at the end, it's a painting of Ringo marrying Marge. So Homer's jealous. Marge, it's, it's all upset. Don't be jealous. <laughs> Can you do a Marge? <laughs> Homie, don't be jealous. <laughs> I was a school The Beatles were very popular. I had a crush on them. <laughs> <laughs> but but then we they're having dinner, right? Yeah, and, and Marge is trying to eat healthy. Homer's allowed to have a rice cracker for dinner. Marge says it's only 35 calories. So that's what Homer's having for dinner. What is the rest of the family eating? They're eating pork chops. Right. Homer's like, why did I have to start my diet on pork chop night? <laughs> and so and, he has a rice cracker for dinner. And he's like, Hello? Hello? Taste? Where are you? At the dinner table? Is that when Marge tells the story about Mm -hmm. how she sent one of her paintings to Ringo but never got a response? Yeah, Lisa sees the paintings and says, hey, some of these are pretty good. And she says, I'd love to hear the particulars of how your gift was squashed. We have a flashback with Marge in art class. The teacher looks at her portrait of Ringo Starr and says, not another portrait of that bongo-beating liver pudlian. And then he tears up her picture, and then he goes over to praise another student who painted a portrait of a clown. Mm-hmm. Marge says she was so upset, she sent it to the only man she could trust, Ringo Starr. Mm-hmm. And she never got a response. So Lisa encourages Marge to go back to art class, just... Mm-hmm. Go do your thing, mom. And, you know, Lisa being so cool. We all need a friend like Lisa. Yeah. She says she knows how precious, you know, young talent is. And she says, hey, these are good. You know, you should maybe take an art class. It's really sweet. They, they kind of tell Homer that Marge is going to go back to class. And he says, do I have to do anything? Yeah. And which that that line comes up again in the Frank Grimes episode, which I believe is in season nine. Um, Frank Grimes episode definitely a classic. We're going to cover that. Mm-hmm. Homer's enemy. Homer's enemy. Yeah, and I believe it's in season nine. Yeah, kind of later in the season, maybe. Yeah, and we also get a really good gag. Homer's looking at the microwave and he just sees the pile of food on top of the rice cake. Yeah, it's like ham and olives and cheese and lettuce and a bunch of weird looking stuff. And he says only thirty five calories. Yeah, there's like a piece of meatloaf on the stack of food as well. Oh, don't remind me, man. <laughs> oh. Oh. Like a bat out of hell. Now we're at the Springfield Community College. The sign says the Springfield Community Extension Center, where old dogs learn new tricks. Marge is there to take the painting class. Well, and then they're meeting with Professor Lombardo, who is voiced by John Lovitz mm-hmm. from uh, Mom and Dad Save the World. And I don't think he was in anything else after that. He had a good run for a minute there. He was... No. No, there's nothing else. All right, rest in peace, John Lovitz. <laughs> he died on Seinfeld, remember? Which episode was that? He's in, like, a couple episodes on Seinfeld. Then his character dies. Like, he had cancer, but, like, got hit by a car. And that's how he died. Anyway, so, yeah. So, he's Professor Lombardo. And he's really cool. He's got blue hair. Almost looks like Milhouse if he was, like... A French artist. He's looking at her art. Marvelous. And then 
you know, says they're going to go to class. And then he, he gets up and he walks past this guy who's painting the, I think he's like painting the banister on a, on the staircase. And he goes, marvelous. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good teacher. He's like a really, seems like a real positive influence, you know, maybe a little, uh, you know, there's a really great moment in Lombardo's class. He's saying, now using the Lombardo method, you learn to see everyday objects as a simple grouping of geometrical shapes. Here, we see how two concentric circles, various trapezoid ellipses, and yes, even a rhombus can create an adorable little bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. And we see the bunny rabbit is the bunny rabbit from Life in Hell, Matt Groening's comic from before he this created his the first sentence. comic. Yes. If anyone's not familiar with that, look up Life in Hell. It's I think it's black and white. Yeah, it's simple uh, black and white. It was printed in alt-weekly newspapers. The success of that is what led to him getting the shorts on Tracy Ullman show and now The Simpsons. Yeah, so you look at that rabbit and think of it kind of as like Pangea. Yeah. You know, and how it just fucking opened up into this fucking yeah, and it's, universe. And look at it like... You know, a chimpanzee. Because if we came from chimpanzees, the Simpsons came from life and hell. Yeah. It's also a pretty damn good art lesson, learning how to see things as basic shapes and create your drawing out of a combination of those fundamentals. Really, animators and artists and cartoonists, they're just... I mean, I look at that art form in the highest regard. You know, because I, I work with my hands... Holding a pencil is a lot like holding a drumstick, you know, if, if you do it in the jazz style. Right. Are I'm, just, I'm drawing are, jazz. Yeah. I like when you like paint Homer, you're just like, right, with the brush. I don't know. I might give it a whirl. But I just think it's really incredible, especially when it just jumps off of the paper or the screen at you. And it's really just the artist giving it that extra life. It's really one of the most magical things in this universe going to the museum mm-hmm. i love to go to the met and see just like the really old art and just thinking about what people this was this was tv for them yeah this they'd was go like, look at a painting and it would just blow their fucking mind yeah and what's what i love about painting uh, and many art forms is that when you get up to see it close and you just see like the drips of the paint and little the texture it really has on the canvas. And then as you step back, your mind fills in that texture and creates extra detail Mm -hmm. in the image. Right. It's amazing. When the art is working with you to create the art together. Yeah. It's this playing off the senses. Interactive art. And and then the idea of animation is like, oh, well, we create a sense of movement by changing the lines and shapes that you're seeing. It's like, and again, they bring it to life. It's, Pretty beautiful. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And as someone who's not a visual artist, I don't even have probably the language to describe what I love so much about it. Right. Man, we're veering, we're veering off topic again. All right. We see a montage of Homer exercising and Marge is painting him. She turns and sees Homer and he transforms into a, a series of shapes. He's in like oblong circles and spherical shapes. All right, we have, oh, out yeah, he has this whole montage, yeah. It's kind of like a Rocky montage. He's working <laughs> out. Yeah. And that's what I love about this episode. She's embracing her creative spirit and her finding her talent again. And you actually see Homer 
getting excited. He's working out. He's losing weight. They're both getting a win. A lot of times in the show, you'll see one get up and the other one will get down and it'll kind of change back and forth. But for both of them to just be kill it in this episode, you love to see it. Right. The art teacher is later walking around looking at all of the class portraits. Marge has a portrait of Homer passed out on the couch in his underwear with his head tilted down on himself. And the teacher takes a look at it, takes her outside and says, they've asked me to submit the best painting from this class for the Springfield Art Expo. And he's chosen her bald Adonis. And Adonis was a god of beauty and desire in Greek mythology. <laughs> for those of you who are wondering. At well, home. I wasn't reading that. Did you look up bald Adon- like Adonis? <laughs> No, I just knew that. Damn, Nick, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that you were an Adonis. Oh, you're as nice as you are smart, too. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the, the live audience, the live right. studio Hey, audience. guys, keep it down. We're trying to record a podcast over here. Yeah. Thank you. Except for the Adonis over there. Now we're at the Springfield Art Expo. The judge places the first place ribbon on her painting of Homer. And Homer says... I'm a work of art. Last Supper, eat your heart out. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, so they're both having a win. Now we... Then we cut to Mr. Mr. Burns, Burns office. This is the next part of the episode. This is where it comes in. This is the part. This is where it starts to heat up. This is where it all gets mangled and mingled up together. Mr. Burns is yelling at an artist. He's really unhappy with the likeness in this picture he's made. He's got a portrait, and it looks really good, but Mr. Burns doesn't like it. And he sends he Smithers throws it in this big room full of all these different portraits yeah. of Mr. He Burns. He throws it in the closet, and you see these different pictures of Mr. Burns done in the style of different. Some artists. of them are kind of uh, again. I don't have the language to describe the artistic styles, but they're clearly in reference to different styles. Experimental of art. art, abstract, abstract. That's what the realist, word. Then, modern, contemporary. And then he yells at Smithers to find him an artist for the art wing that he's donated a large sum of money to fund. Smithers says the only artist left is Marge Simpson. He mm-hmm. shows him the newspaper that shows her winning the local art contest. Simpson, eh? And then he's like, somebody up there likes me. Mm-hmm. And Smithers is like, somebody down here likes you too, Mr. Burns. <laughs> and, you know, it took a long time for them to actually acknowledge that Smithers is Smithers is a homosexual character. And that's a really cool part of the show. Yeah. They had an openly gay character, but they didn't make fun of him for it. And they didn't even really fully have to acknowledge it. It just felt obvious. Well, he has a crush on Mr. Burns, which is kind of weird. Yeah. And later he does say he's my boss, but he's also my best friend. They have a very weird relationship, but it's really funny. I love the Mr. Burns smithers dynamic it's so funny yeah it's hilarious it's <laughs> they make fun of it because it's weird and because he's a weird rich old guy it's not the joke right. isn't that smithers is gay but there's also something i mean ah mr burns there's just something so lovable about him in all of his greed and everything he's just so funny i mean especially the sweet moment he has with marge coming up mm-hmm. we'll get there don't give it away I won't get away. All right, we'll cut this out. You'll be surprised when you find that Burns has redeeming qualities. All right, now Homer's back on the scale. And then he says, 249. Yeah, my clothes are just hanging off me. And then we're at the power plant. There's all these piles of donuts. Boxes of donuts is piled up in the break room. The donut guy, also voiced by John Lovitz, 
Zay, what gives? These donuts are piling up. And Carl, whose voice sounds like Lenny. We see mm-hmm. Carl, but he sounds like Lenny. He Lenny's says, voice comes out of Carl's mouth. He says, Homer Simpson's on a diet. Donut guy says, my God, and I just bought a boat. Also, I want to say, after Homer steps off the scale at 249, he's like, oh, what a family. He squeezes his family, gives him a great big hug. ton of positive energy in this episode. Mm, yeah, that's something worth noting. Mr. Burns and Smithers show up to the Simpsons' house. And they'd like to commission and a painting. they tell Marge that they'd like to commission a painting. Has she ever painted the rich and powerful? They're, well, they're hanging out in the kitchen. All right, please. Please tell me what room they're in, how they got in there, what doors you take to get to other parts of the house. I'm thinking that Mr. Burns probably took a right into the kitchen through the dining room, Uh and that's when he arrived at the kitchen. Because I think it would take a little longer to go through the TV room. Plus, he walks pretty slow. He's an old guy. Mm, Yes. Uh, So Mr. Burns is sitting at the table asking Marge if she's painted any celebrities. She said Ringo Starr. Uh, Ringo and Smithers, Smithers says, says uh, he is the drummer for the rock and roll combo, the Beatles, sir. Beatles, eh? Ah, uh, yes. I seem to remember their off-key caterwauling on the old Sullivan show. Ultimately, they agree to let her paint him. And he says, Mrs. Simpson, you may immortalize me. Then we see that Marge is setting up to paint Mr. Burns, and he's being rude. He just points at her. He says, you paint, you know, just being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer walks in and he's really freaked out by the fact that his boss, Mr. Burns, is in his house getting painted by his wife. Again, we see Homer is kind of needy. He's a little jealous. He's insecure. In our all, if we really. You're allowed to be. Yeah, you're allowed to be. We kind of just go through Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns seems to be at the Simpsons' home for a couple of days just to get this portrait done of him. Yeah, and Marge is trying to see his inner beauty to really show his likeness in a positive way. And he's just really miserable and unpleasant the whole time. And she's really struggling to make a positive image out of Mr. Burns. It's interesting, like, you know, this is season two. So, like, the Simpsons universe is pretty small and, like, if you were to watch this up, it would be impossible to do now, but watching this episode without thinking about all the things that Mr. Burns did after the fact, you know, he's just kind of, he's just kind of hanging out in the Simpsons. He hasn't even been shot yet. Yeah. He didn't ever blocked out the sun. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't, he wasn't on the bowling team. Yeah. He's just the quirky boss. They haven't gone on this, the ski trip yet. No, it's not a ski trip. It's like a winter hike. And they have the first team to get to the cabin. That's right. Snowshoeing. Snowshoeing. You're right. Come on, man. All right. I guess we're going to watch that episode next. <laughs> so they're trying. I'm sorry, guys. Marge accidentally walks in on Mr. Burns in the bathroom. Yeah. And sees him naked. Bart asks if he had those gross spots all over his body. Back in the bathroom, Smithers asks, Would you feel more comfortable if I left, sir? And Mr. Burns says, Of course not. You're like a doctor. Above clouds we see the words meanwhile somewhere in england and then the camera pans down leaving the words hanging in the sky and we come to ringo's house he's surrounded by bags of mail and he's answering his fan letters he's going to answer every single one of them even if it takes him another 20 years his butler or assistant commends him saying that his devotion to fans is nothing short of remarkable and then we go back to the simpsons home 
Homer is now 239 pounds. He runs downstairs and says, Marge, I'm 239 and feeling fine. And Mr. Burns laughs at him and says, You're pleased with your present appearance? My God, man, you're the fattest thing I've ever seen. And I've been on safari. Homer just breaks down and cries. He runs into the kitchen. He's about to pig out. Marge tells Mr. Burns to get out of her house. She's seen enough, and she can finish the portrait on her own now. Yeah, Mr. Burns says, Another day in the suburban nightmare, and I would have needed half a volume. So Mr. Burns gets out of there, and then Homer finds a letter, and he hands it to March. And it's from Ringo Starr, and he says, Dear March, thanks for the fab painting of yours truly. I hung it on me wall. You're quite an artist. And to answer your question, yes, we do have hamburgers and french fries in England. But we call French fries chips. It don't come easy. easy. No, 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 it don't come easy. Got to sing the blues if you want to sing the blues. If you've you got the blues, it's not easy. Um, it's not easy if the blues. So Marge gets reinvigorated. She she paints this painting, and we get to the yeah. last scene of the episode. And the song we hear is It Don't Come Easy, written by Ringo Starr and George Harrison, who also produced this song. Mm-hmm. Now we make it to the final scene. She's got to paint this portrait of Mr. Burns by the next day, and she just goes to work, and the living room's covered with different paintings, and we finally make it to the presentation. He's ready to present the new wing for the museum and his portrait. Mr. Burns goes over, and he tugs the... He can't pull the cord to open the curtain to reveal the painting and smithers comes over to help and then it's a nude painting of mr burns and he's all spindly and thin and gross and we see well it's just him coming out of the shower really that's what march saw when he came out of the shower Mm -hmm. and here's a list of things that block the view of mr burns privates you see the feather from a woman's hat you see mr burns head you see marge's hair we see marge's hand marge's upper lip Marty's wine glass, Dr. Hibbert's wine glass, and Smithers' head all block the view of his Right, we crotch. never see Mr. Burns' dung. Everyone in the crowd reacts. They kind of hate it. Marge steps in front of the painting to try and defend the work of art. Yeah. And she says, my name is Marge Simpson, and I painted this. Maybe you would like to know what possessed me to do it. Well, I guess I wanted to show that beneath Mr. Burns' fearsome head, with his cold lips and spiteful tongue and evil brain, that there was a frail, withered body, <laughs> perhaps not long for this world. <laughs> this is more like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> as <laughs> as beautiful <laughs> and beautiful as any of God's creatures. <laughs> My God, man. I, I'm proud of you, man. That was good. Pretty hard. That was the hardest thing I've done all day. She says, maybe you'd like to know what possessed me to do it. Well, I guess I wanted to show that beneath Mr. Burns' fearsome head, with its cruel lips, spiteful tongue, and evil brain, there's a frail, withered body, perhaps not long for this world, as vulnerable and beautiful as any of God's creatures. And then the crowd applauds. Yeah, it's a really beautiful line at the end there. You got that heart that we'd like to see on a Simpsons episode. You know, it got some good heart there. Yeah, a lot of good heart. Who is it that says, he's bad? But he'll die. Oh, Miss Hoover says that. He's bad, but he'll die. So I like it. And then uh, Mr. Burns has a moment with Marge, and he tells her that he really likes the painting. He says, I'm no critic, but I know what I hate, and I don't hate that. Uh By the way, thanks for not making fun of my genitals. (laughs) Incidentally, thanks for not making fun of my genitalia. Marge says, "Mm, I thought I did. 
And then the episode ends. Roll credits. Roll credits. Great episode. So great episode. You have this uh, theme of it's never too late to just go after what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame that Marge's art doesn't really come back throughout the series. Yeah, and I think it's not, it's not enough to make me throw out the whole series altogether. But you know, no, it's definitely it, not it's one definitely, of their strong suits. The writers have said they admitted that Marge and Lisa were harder characters to write for, especially in the '90s. It was staffed by mostly straight white men. This is one of the weak areas, and you got to be honest about that criticism. The Simpsons r- runs on Fox. It's 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 kind of a one of the more interesting things about the Simpsons. And the character Mr. Burns is a lot of the traits and stories of Mr. Burns are based on Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox and Fox News. Mm-hmm. And Fox News wasn't a thing when the Simpsons premiered. Apparently he's a fan. He's certainly a fan of how much money it's made him. Right. I love the message of finding someone's inner beauty, looking past, to see the humanity in people. And that is the work of an artist, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cause we don't always see things the way everyone takes things as face value we have more of imagination we have more insight well i think it's interesting you know i mean it's good to have imagination sometimes our imagination can run so wild that we we can lose people but to be in tune with people and to have that imagination i think is really what it's all about because you have to you have to be in tune with people yeah, you gotta be in tune. You gotta be good at vibing people out. You gotta and like them. read the room. But also, don't have your idea of someone stuck in who they were. Your previous idea of who they were. I'm willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, they say first impressions, are everything. You know what? I'll give you. I'll let you have a second impression with me, and a third, maybe even, maybe a fourth impression before I make up my mind if I like you or not. But my point is, some people when they make up their mind about someone, they, they refuse to see them in any other way. They refuse to see any growth. They refuse to see them beyond who they were when they were younger and more foolish. Mm. Well, I think, you know, so I want to give other people on, that benefit of the doubt for growth. Group. And I want to, I want to look for the best in people and hope they can become that. And yeah, of course, within reason, of course, you know, well, you can't be friends with everybody, you know, I don't want to be friends with everybody. I want to be friends with everybody. I want to be fathers with everybody. <laughs> I want to be Ringo. Yeah, and then later on on the show, we'd also have George and Paul. 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 Miss him. So, great episode. And we we've, we've talked about this on the show a couple of times. What makes a great episode? Right. It's... It's certainly one that you can watch twice in a week because that's how we've been preparing for the podcast. Right. I think that with a really great Simpsons episode, you could watch it twice in a row back mm-hmm. to back and it'll still be really good. Uh, you'll still laugh at the moments that were funny just because they're so iconic. Thinking about this show and just the cult, the culture that surrounds it and how people just know so many of these lines people can quote the simpsons yeah it's this shared language like we're saying like people make it known that they're a a fan we certainly do a lot of people will just quote the simpsons in conversation and it gives you this shared language there's so many words and jokes that are iconic and immediately take you to the reference of the simpsons they've made up so many words and phrases that have built the shared language between simpsons fans all right nick you ready to give your final thoughts 
on this and episode. then score for those of you just tuning in here on Hetty Green Terrace. We use a rating system of one to five donuts. So this is the fifth episode mm-hmm. of this podcast, and we are doing Brush with Greatness, episode eighteen from season two, and it's a Marge episode. We've been doing these episodes focusing on different characters which you know whichever this one we're doing march and i really like this episode for march shows that she was creative she is creative she can paint really well and she should go for it because it's always good to have that artistic outlet no matter where you are in life you should always be doing that thing that makes you happy and i love that message of in the episode it's season two so it it has its charm and it's picking up in speed and it's very it's important to go back to season one and season two if you're you know for for the the old testament for the folks at home you know for the folks at home and and just looking at all the little seeds that grew into some of the most beautiful hilarious moments in television history i would give this episode 3.5 donuts and uh blueberry donuts for march okay wow all right 3.5 that sounds good i i I get that like i said earlier i really appreciate that we see marge get a win we see her get to be happy be good at something and we also see homer you know get a win he's losing weight he's feeling good but what i love about this episode you see homer get jealous she had this cross on ringo but when she starts painting again what's the painting that gets her into the art contest it's this picture of homer he's her muse too it's like it shows that she still loves him and we're also we wonder this a lot like what does she see in him it's beyond our understanding (laughs) but we love that it's part of that dynamic that holds the family bond together so well. I love that they're making fun of water parks being stupid. That's a, <laughs> that's a fun, you know, how the episode starts and there's a thing until they get to the real thing the episode is. That's fine. There aren't as many big jokes and big lines in this episode, but there are a couple that really got me. I'm going to go a little higher than you and say four donuts out of five. Wow. I think it's great. I love that they get Ringo. I think it's huge. They got such a big guest in the second season. John Lovitz. Can you believe it? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I'm going to say four donuts. All right. I'm going to say they're like cotton candy donuts because their hair also looks like cotton candy. Is that a thing? It is now. Why not, man? I'm thinking about like blueberry muffins right now. Those are pretty good. I'm going to give it four blueberry muffins out of five. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, man. We hope you had a good time. I did, too. If you were stuck in traffic this whole time, sorry to hear. Yeah, maybe you're on the train. You know, maybe you're driving that train. Yeah, maybe you're laying in bed. Or if you're... Maybe uh, you're working on a painting. Maybe you're dieting and exercises. Are you on the treadmill right now? Mm. Are you folding laundry? Wait, you are walking the dog. Ah, 
That's it. You're yeah, walking in the dark, aren't you? Oh, uh, ah, good on you. Well, I hope <laughs> you had a good time. As always, you can tell the dog I said hello. You can follow us on Instagram at Hetty Green Terrace. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes uh, for Hetty Green Terrace. It helps us get the word out. Tell a friend if you enjoyed the show or don't. Yeah, you know. All right, Nick. I'm going to ask it's, you. It's January. We could definitely use like, you know, some validation right now, you know? Yeah, I need parking validation, dude. Can <laughs> you punch my ticket? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I don't know, man. Are we re- re- reaching <laughs> that uh, level of friendship? I don't know, man. We'll see how New Zealand goes, dude. <laughs> if we win that 100,000 New Zealand dollars, which amounts to 65,000 US dollars. Mm. Nick, do we have a listener email? I did get one. Did you, did you get one? I, I didn't get one, but maybe I'll check in my inbox while you read the one you have, and then we'll see if one arrives. Well, hey, guys, come on, right in. So I got this one... Uh, Oh, yeah. By the way, our email address, if you want to write into the show with a question, episode, suggestion, or correction, our email address is hettygreenterrace at gmail.com. Dear Nick and Justin, let's play Bang, Mary Kill, Springfield style. So mm. we got our first round of Bachelors here. We got right. we to play. So it's uh, Comic Book Guy, Professor Frank, and Sea Captain. Oh, see, Captain. Bang, Mary, kill. All right. I think you, you kill comic book guy. Mm-hmm. You know, what good is he? He's too annoying. He Nothing's ever good enough for him. You know, I couldn't make comic book guy happy. So that's right. why he's out of there. You, you fuck old sea captain. Okay. Because he's going to be wild. It'll be an experience. But you don't want to keep that around. Mm-hmm. Frank seems the most stable. He's got a job. He's right. learned you know, mm. he might get into some crazy experiences. He might sound like Jimmy Lewis. Uh-huh. Jerry, he might sound like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jimmy Lewis. <laughs> but that's who, who Who do you got? You know, I was thinking like maybe comic book guy would be like down to like go see fish shows with me. Oh, yeah. You'd see him on the lot for sure. But I was then thinking like. Nah, fuck that. I'm going to kill comic book guy. Uh, so I'm going to kill comic book guy. I'm going to fuck Frank. And I'm going to marry Sea Captain. Because, I mean, he's just... he. What can I say? He makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, humor is an attractive quality, huh? <laughs> yeah, there's this... So he, he's, a, he's like a real clutch character. He just comes in and every time... He's, he's, you know, the, he's a good pirate joke when you need it. That's what I love about the big cast of characters in Springfield is that when they need someone to pop up for a joke, anyone can show up at any time. They never need an excuse to bring someone into a scene just to have a joke be delivered by the character. Something I really love about this show. I I, I got a game for you. Uh, It's called Take to Fish Show, Take to Humphreys McGee Show, Take to Dead and Company Show, Frankie Yak, Old Sea Captain, and Comic Book Guy. I mean, uh, okay. That would take comic book guy and leave him at dead and company and not even go into the show because i don't want anything to do with that frank i'd take dumb freeze mcgee and sea captain i'd take the fish and we'd fucking make out and like be married (laughs) (laughs) i think you did it right you win you got all that's a three for three you won that game nick so anyway this um there's a there's a female 
portion of the season oh, okay. as well. well. So it's Miss Hoover, Miss Krabappel, Maud Flanders, and this this letter sign choose wisely. Uh, doesn't give a first name. Says just says Krabappel, Springfield, USA. Oh, well, well, well. I'm taking Krabappel to the fish show. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh uh, no, bang Krabappel. Clear. I mean, just for personal safety, Mary Hoover. <laughs> Kill yeah. the other one. You said. <laughs> well, she's already dead. <laughs> Game over. Boom. But I mean, she's pretty hot. Like, let's oh, be real. He was a cu- She was a cutie. R and P. RMP, <laughs> RMP, <laughs> RMP, baby. Real Mod Flanders with a PH. RNP, rest. And I peace. would take Mod Flanders to the fish show. You know, just given that she was married to Ned, I know she's pretty hot, but I don't think that I would be able to. I just don't think I, I can't unless it could be that that. Um, yeah. I'm going to kill Miss Hoover. Mm-hmm. Resuscitate Miss you know Flanders, what? Mrs. Flanders. I'm going to marry Mrs. Krabappel because she's, she's had it rough uh-huh. and she deserves, she deserves a guy like me. And I, I think that she could be pretty fun. You know, you ever hook up with an older woman and you're like, you know what? I'm so nice. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Maude Flanders. Yeah. I'm just going to bang Maude Flanders. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> bang mary kill springfield edition volume one all right i think that's gonna be it for the email portion of the show again if you want to send us in a question that's headygreenterrace at gmail.com thanks for listening we'll see you next time on heady green terrace peace out guys it was like really fun hang, hang, hanging out with all you guys and uh yeah we'll see you next time yeah you have a cool summer